Hello and welcome to the Backtracker History Show podcast with me, Alice. Join me as I go delving through the archives to find out more about the people, places and events from the past. Listen to tales of dastardly pirates and amazing innovators, catastrophic accidents and devious crimes. This podcast has it all. And this episode is no exception. So get ready to give your ears a treat and maybe learn a few things on the way. As I don't believe in sanitising the facts of history, these episodes may contain information that some people find disturbing. And this week sees us backtracking to 1907. But what else happened that year? Well, on February the 7th, the Mud March, the first large procession organised by the National Union of Women's Suffrage Societies, takes place in London. On April the 17th, it was the busiest day of immigration in the United States through Ellis Island, and will be the busiest year ever seen there with 1.1 million people arriving. On July the 15th, the London Electrobus Company started running the first ever service of battery electric buses between London's Victoria Station and Liverpool Street. On November the 16th, President Theodore Roosevelt proclaims that Oklahoma has become the 46th state in the United States. And on December the 14th, the largest sailing ship ever built, the seven-masted Thomas W. Lawson, is wrecked in the Isles of Scilly. But our event occurred in a cemetery that straddled the border between Virginia and Tennessee, in Bristol. And this crime soon became a media circus, especially after it was linked to a previous crime containing the same family. Word of the Week. And this week, it is my honour to give you... Lollapalooza. Which is an extraordinary or unusual thing, person or event. Akhale of Bristol, Tennessee, was convicted of murdering Miss Lily Davis and was sentenced to life in the state penitentiary. Hale, who claimed Lily shot herself with his revolver, after having repeatedly threatened to end her life, initially drew a hung jury mistrial for Judge A.J. Tyler in the May Circuit Court, Blontville. On the 29th of March 1907, the coroner's inquest returned a verdict that Lily Davis was criminally assaulted by Ack Hale who was alone with her at the time of her death. What was unusual about this inquiry at the time was that it was held behind closed doors, mainly for fear of mob violence. Five days of testimony at the trial was given before the jury reported itself hopelessly deadlocked at eight for first-degree murder and three for second-degree and one for acquittal. 
at the second trial in September of 1907, further damaging testimony against Hale was admitted as evidence. Two Johnson City men said they heard the defendant threaten the girls some time before her death. A letter from Hale was also found, which contained threats to Lily's life, saying, She shall never testify against Roy. The Roy in question was Roy Hale, Axe's brother, and he had recently killed Lily's brother. Lily's mother, Mary, also stated that Lily was scared to go anywhere with Hale, saying that she feared she would never come back alive. At the coroner's inquest into the death of Lily Davis, Dr. W. R. Rogers, the then city physician, stated that Miss Davis's death was due to a 38 pistol wound and the bullet entered her left breast and ranged downwards. He also reported that there was evidence that she had been sexually assaulted before being shot. During both trials, opposing counsel waged vigorous battles. The prosecution claimed that Hale had abused and forced Miss Davis to drink whiskey the afternoon of her death. However, the defence denied this allegation and Hale testified that he had tried to get the girl to go home before the shooting and that she killed herself rather than see Hale leave her. But in a statement Hale himself made, he says that he had been paying attention to her and when he found out that she had become engaged to another man, became incensed with jealousy. Lily's mother, Mary, told the court how her daughter had received a letter from Hale, saying, You shall not live if you marry another man. As was the way back then, the prosecution tried to tarnish Lily's reputation by saying that she was a well-known worker at a Knoxville brothel. It's worth noting that all those who made those types of comment in court were impeached and proved to be unreliable in court. According to evidence heard at the trial, Hale and the Davis girl started in a rented buggy from McKellen's, a salon at the corner of Scranton, which is now Cumberland Street, and State Street. The buggy was hired by two friends of Hale, who had travelled to Bristol with him. These same two friends had also gone to Lily's mother to tell her that Lily had asked them to tell her that she wouldn't be home that night, as she had gone to Johnson City, 25 miles away, to visit her married sister. Her mother thought this very strange, as Lily wasn't in the habit of going off without permission. During that day, the 27th of March, 1907, the couple spent most of the day riding in the country and around town. A witness for the prosecution said he saw them in Virginia Park, which is now the Sullins College site, and that Hale tried to drag the girl from the buggy and forced her to drink a quart of whiskey. Another witness testified to seeing Hale slap Lily in the face. In speaking in his own defence, Hale denied ever abusing Miss Davis and said she drank freely of her own will that day. He said he pleaded with her to go home before they entered the cemetery and then when he removed his pistol from his pocket and placed it on the ground beside them, she picked it up 
and shot herself. Later, patrolman Sam O'Dell testified that there was no way Lily could have shot herself. Except by pulling the trigger with her thumb, and that would be difficult to do. On the night of the fatal shooting, N.M. Cloyd, a furniture manufacturer, was woken up at his home on East State Street. He was told by Hale that there was a wounded girl in the cemetery, and when Cloyd went, he found Lily, unconscious but moaning, and an empty whiskey flask nearby, which Hale admitted was his. Lily was taken to the Virginia City Hall and died. Word on the street. And this week sees us taking a stroll down Marsh Street in the centre of Bristol. And surprise, surprise, this got its name because of its proximity to the marsh that is now covered by Queen Square. Until 1247, this was owned by the Abbey, but after that, only the western portion, known as Cannon's Marsh, was retained. The marsh was used as a public pleasure ground for many years, but by the beginning of the 17th century, Marsh Street was the centre of a densely populated area. It was in an alley off this street that the 1603 cholera epidemic began. This was the cause of death for 2,600 people. The street's original name was Scadpool Street, meaning overflowing pool. Immediately after the shooting of Lee Davis, Hale went to a nearby house and told the residents about what had just occurred. He told them that it was a case of suicide and that Lily had been threatening it all day, recklessly handling his pistol as they drove about the suburbs of the city in the buggy. He went on to say that she had killed herself rather than see him leave her as he had told her he was going to Chicago. He said she was drunk and had fired the pistol twice that day before the fatal shooting. The following day, Hale's story about suicide was discredited. Many people saw the couple during the day riding around and one witness stated that he had watched them for about an hour and saw Hale fire one of the shots that he had claimed Lily had done. I saw him holding that girl in his grasp as he pulled out the gun and fired between his and her feet. The bullet shot straight through the center of the buggy. And I saw him force whiskey down her throat by pressing the neck of the whiskey flask between her lips. This was just one of many witness reports from that day. And instead of taking Lily home, Hale had taken her to the cemetery where they would be alone. There was one witness, Jimmy Forst a nine-year-old boy who stated that he saw Hale and Lily in the buggy near the cemetery. He said the girl was struggling with Hale and cried. Turn me loose! And that Hale replied, You can't go! This was about 8pm, 15 minutes before the shot was fired. But it's believed that it wasn't just fear of reprisals from the sexual assault that was the only reason 
for murdering Lily. Lily was also the key witness in the trial of Hale's younger brother for the shooting of Irby Davis only a few months before. Hale may have thought he was saving his brother by removing Lily from the picture. It was initially thought that the shooting of Lily occurred on Virginia soil, so the Virginia authorities took charge of the case and locked Hale up on the Virginia side. But an investigation and official survey of the scene by city engineers revealed that the crime occurred on the Tennessee side, within six feet of the state line. In the end, though, Hale was convicted and sentenced to 99 years in the penitentiary. The state Supreme Court confirmed the action of the lower court. But many years later, Judge Burrow would say... The reason I did not believe that Hale was guilty was because it was revealed that he ran to the house nearest the cemetery, told the man living there that Lily Davis had shot herself and asked him to go back with him to hear her statement, but she was too far gone to make a statement. I did not and still do not believe that a guilty man would have done that. After 21 months, Ack Hale began his life sentence on Sunday the 20th of December 1908, and his first request on entering the Tennessee State Penitentiary was to be placed in the same cell as his brother Roy, who was there for the shooting of Lily's brother Irby. Roy was serving a 20-year sentence for that crime, which occurred three months before the death of Lily. That particular crime started when Roy Hale had called Irby Davis to the porch of Davis's own home, and shot him to death. On his deathbed, Roy testified that he and Irby had never had any words or trouble, and he never gave a reason for the shooting. For several months after the murder of Irby, Roy had managed to evade capture by moving from place to place. He was finally arrested during his brother's trial when he was discovered at Fort McPherson in Atlanta, where he was pretending to be a soldier. He was tried in Jonesboro, Washington County, beginning his sentence in February 1908. Following Ack's request to be put in the same cell as his brother, Warden Rice said that he couldn't fulfil the request at that time, but might do so in the future if the two brothers conducted themselves properly and obeyed the rules. Ack agreed. Ack Hale was a small man, aged 23, about 5 foot 5 and weighing 130 pounds. He had dark hair and brown eyes, and was always very neat in appearance. And whilst there, he was assigned to work in the prison harness factory. John Dolus McRoberts was supposed to have married Lily just a few days after the day that she died. He had been working in the Virginia coldfields at the time of the murder, and didn't get the news of Lily's death to be able to attend the funeral. But friends remembered him, and asked Lily's mother whether a photograph of him could be placed in her coffin with her, to which she agreed. When he did arrive, he stayed a bit longer to help look for evidence and even contributed money to the prosecution. The day before her death, Lily had burned all of Hale's letters and was busy with the preparation for her upcoming nuptials. By all accounts, she was very excited 
Invitations had to be sent out to friends, and everyone was looking forward to a pleasant day. But for Lily's family, this was another loss. As they had suffered tremendously, this was the third family burial they'd had to endure in recent months. Lily's father had passed away not long after the tragic death of his son, Lily's brother, Herbie Davis, shot by Roy Hill, the brother of the man accused of killing Lily. Then came the death of Lily, who was an exceptionally beautiful and shapely girl who was her mother's pride. With her remaining family grieving at her graveside, Lily was buried wearing the gown made for her wedding day, which was to have happened on the Easter Sunday. Her brother, John Davis, arrived home for a few days after the funeral. He's the one that carried not only the weight of grief, but also the financial burden of so many funerals. Lily's funeral wasn't to be the last as her youngest brother fell ill shortly afterwards and passed away from tuberculosis. The mother fell into a deep depression and alternated between convulsive sobs and hysteric cries. She was a truly broken woman. John Davis, the eldest brother, also died tragically when he was 35 years old. He too was shot and killed on the 30th of July, 1914, leaving behind a wife and child. He was employed as a crane man on a steam shovel. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Zach. It's Josh. Zach, do you enjoy video games, drinking, and attempting to solve the world's problems through ridiculous schemes? Uh, yeah. Do you think others would enjoy that? I mean, I really hope so. So do I. So I think you all should come spend some time with us, the Midwest Meltdown. This show was created by these two fine gentlemen here, myself and Zach, when we spent the last 14 years telling each other funny stories, talking about video games, and literally anything else that comes to mind. We wanted to turn our passion for gaming into something that we could share with everyone. So again, follow us, The Midwest Meltdown, anywhere you can find your podcasts. That's Spotify, Apple Music, Podbean, Google Pods. Check us out. We'd be happy to have you. In my personal news... I was so angry this morning that I threw my keyboard against the wall and parts flew everywhere. That's when the shift hit the fan. Back in the day facts. start off with the 9th of July 1776 when the Declaration of Independence is read to George Washington's troops in New York. Also on the 9th of July 1877 the first Wimbledon tennis championships begin. It was the first official lawn tennis tournament, men's singles only. 
On the 10th of July, 1040, Lady Godiva rides naked on horseback through Coventry, according to legend, to force her husband, the Earl of Mercia, to lower taxes. The 10th of July, 1937, saw Dutch Django Reinhardt's quintet premiering in Du Hot Club. He is now known as a musical legend. On the 11th of July, 1656, the first Quakers to land in America, in Boston. Englishwoman Anne Austin and Mary Fisher are arrested and jailed by the Puritan colonial government. After five years' imprisonment, they are deported back to Barbados. Also on the 12th of July, but in 1804, former United States Secretary of the Treasury Alexander Hamilton dies after being shot in a pistol duel the previous day by Vice President Aaron Burr. On the 12th of July, 1630, New Amsterdam's governor buys Gull Island from locals for cargo and renames it Oyster Island. It later becomes known as Ellis Island. And lastly, on the 13th of July in 1923, the Hollywood sign is officially dedicated in the hills above Hollywood, Los Angeles. It originally reads Hollywoodland, but the four last letters are dropped after renovation in 1949. And now, my friends, I fear it's time for me to go. But don't worry, I'll be here same time, same place next week. And I have a whole host of talent to thank for this week's show, including Mike from WFOD Podcast. Garrett Oral and Frankie Davis from the Ever Trending Story podcast, Jodie B from Poe Boys podcast, and Steve Shepherd from our very own Bradley Stoke Radio. Thank you, one and all. Thank you once again for listening to me, Alice, on the Backtracker History Show. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can find me on Twitter or Facebook by looking up at Backtracker UK with a capital B, a capital T and a capital UK. I also occasionally post onto TikTok and Instagram. So do come along and find me because it's amazing to hear from you and get some feedback or even ideas for future shows. As a small independent podcaster, your help and support is always appreciated. And one way you can do that is to rate the show wherever you get your podcasts. Leaving a review also helps as it gives other people an idea of what the show's about. The show is regularly released on Mondays. So until next time, guys, take care and look after each other. Mm-hmm.